Yo, what up? It's your boy, Winjude Stone, a.k.a. Odakta. And welcome to, I'm going to call it the first episode, but intro video to Raising a Ninja. So, uh, most of the things I get asked about are about my daughter because I talk about her and everything I do and all the podcasts, all the shows, any kind of interview. And if you look at my social media, you know, it's a lot of it has to do with her because she's awesome and I'm awesome. We're awesome together. We're like a superhero team and I love her to death. And the way that I raise her and do different things seems to interest people. So instead of me answering emails all the time and tweets all the time, I'm just going to start doing a podcast about it. And then that way, when people ask me questions, I can reference some different podcasts. So from things like how I handle her having a mobile device since she was four, uh, her own mobile device, um, how we view content together, you know, like we went and saw Deadpool and people were like, how can you take an eight-year-old to see Deadpool? Are you crazy? And we have ways to get around certain things. We'll be discussing that. We'll be discussing how to get your kid to listen to your kind of music, um, how to build confidence, self-defense, uh, all kinds of good fun stuff. Not to say that anything I'm doing is perfect and or right, because to each their own, everybody's DNA is different. Some people's kids are different. My kid is a wonderment soldier she is a happy fun loving do what i tell her to do do and and she's just great i it, you'll see i'll be gushing over her every time we talk i'm also going to be bringing her in on certain episodes so that way you can hear her perspective so it's not just me you know saying how i lay down the law and how the law gets laid down because it's always a give and take with anybody even your child you have to learn how to work with them and what motivates them um, and what makes them happy. And as far as all the things that I want for her, some things she doesn't want. And either we got to work out a way where I get a little bit of what I want, or I just got to concede and say, Hey, that's not her thing. And that's okay. But, uh, yeah. So what you need to do is subscribe on Twitch. Cause I'll be doing the shows live after these uh, first initial episodes, subscribe on YouTube. And then after like the third episode, it'll be up on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, all that good stuff. I have a lot of audio and podcast subscribers. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm trying to manipulate people into getting, I'm trying to get my Twitch subscribers up and my YouTube subscribers up. I'm going to be straight up for it with you. That's why I'm putting them on here first. So that way, if you really want it, you'll click that button for me. It doesn't cost you anything, but it would help me tremendously. Even if you don't go look at it, just go click the subscribe button and make me feel better about myself. Cause I had to start a new YouTube channel. I had to start a new Twitch. So if you can help me help you help me, that'd be great. So I will link all those things. And hopefully if you are a new parent or an old parent, you'll enjoy the show and we'll be doing like Q and A's and stuff like that. And I might even do some interviews where I have other parents come on and do some of the shows with me when we talk about stuff. Cause I, you know, I don't know everything and I want to learn stuff. And what I do is read books and live life and experience and nitpick. And when I hear a good idea. I'm like, Oh, I should try that, implement that. So hopefully that's what this show will be for you. If you're a parent and uh, I always suggest that if you ever wanted to like let your kid watch an episode, don't trust me. Watch the episode first before you watch it with your kid or listen with your kid uh, because I can't be trusted. And the way I'm with my daughter at this point, I'm full on open exposed. I don't have to hide uh, pretty much anything from her at, at 11 years old. 
So sometimes we'll be discussing stuff that sounds like, whoa, you're like, whoa, I didn't want my kid to hear that at this age or whatever. You think it's cute because my daughter's here. Be very careful. Be very forewarned to watch the episode first and then uh, watch it with your child or whoever else that, you know, I don't even know if your spouse is allowed to watch. I don't know what's going on in your life. You're different. Everybody's busy. I digress. Follow Twitch, YouTube, and the Twitter and all that good stuff. And we're going to be talking about kids and ninjas. Love them both. Two of my favorite things. I'm your boy, JJ Stone, a.k.a. O-Doctor, and I'm out. Yo, what up? It's your boy, JJ Stone, a.k.a. O-Doctor, and welcome to Raising a Ninja Podcast where we talk about raising your kids and being awesome and me being an awesome parent. I just like uh, pat myself on the back because I can't really reach it too deep because I'm big, but that's neither here nor there. But today we're going to be talking about devices. Um, Kids are being raised on devices. They're addicted to devices. People are trying to have their kids raised by devices. It's a whole to do, you know, it's a great tool to have. It's it's something that adults are addicted to. Let's be honest. If you've got a cell phone, you know that you're semi-addicted to your cell phone. So giving a kid a device and how you give them device, when you give the device, is super important and building a structure to where they won't be addicted to it as much as possible. Because like I said, it's, it's hard to say, you're like, oh, I'm going to keep my kid off of it. But... Uh, my daughter goes outside to play. She plays sports. Uh, she hangs out with her friends outside, trampoline, swimming pool, running, throwing, catching, kickball, all the kind of dumb stuff the kids used to do when I was a kid. My kid still does it. A lot of kids still do it. But the key part of it is structure and structuring time. So let's start at the beginning when she was younger. Um, when she was younger, before she was four and I would say for most people, probably five, she was a monster. I couldn't control her. Kids want what you want. So when they see you put value on something, they want it. It's the same thing of when you have, you give a kid fake keys and they still want your keys. If you want the kid to want the fake keys, you have to carry the fake keys around with you. Once they see that you have value in something, that's what they want. It's human nature. So with a device, they see your phone in your hand all the time. They think it's okay. They think that they deserve it, that they want it, that they own it. And so you got to put down your device when you have your kid. You can't always have your phone in your hand. You need to spend more time with your kid. And this is episode two. So going forward, just know that a lot of this stuff comes with spending time with your child. And the more time you can spend, the better your child will be in general and all things, no matter what you do. Spending time is important. So... At the age of four, I gave Leah her own iPod Touch, meaning it was her device. I put apps on there and games on there, but it was hers to own and keep and hold and all that stuff. And what we would do is we'd set rules and we'd take it even though it was hers. Again, she knew it was hers, but there'd be times where we'd just go take it and set it down. I wouldn't give it to her for two, three days at a time. And over time, it built up a, oh, this is mine, but it's something I use whatever when I'm having fun. And so she never got the fact of when you see kids scream and cry when you take their device because they really think in their mind that it's theirs. 
you've got to start taking it early and from the beginning, from the beginning, from the beginning. Um, so that over time, they understand that they're not worried about it when you take it away from them. So when she was four, she had her own, uh, the touch and she could not message me, but we could, you know, uh, video chat and do things like that. And she could play her game. She could watch her videos like the ABC channel and things, all the little kid stuff that they do. But mostly because I was separated from her mother, I wanted a way that I could contact her directly if I wanted to and whatnot. Step one to her not losing it or breaking it is you spend extra money on a life proof case and put it on there. Kids are going to break things. And that's just the way it is. I put this case on there. My daughter has never lost a phone or broken a phone since the age of four. Not one. When she was two, she put my iPhone in a, in a kiddie pool, but that's something different. But of her own devices, she's never lost one. She's never broken one. The first thing you do is get your kid a bag and not like a purse or whatever. And not even like a full on backpack. I got her a little sling bag, which I will link. And it's small. It's just big enough for her to hold a book to read and her iPhone and her charger and like other small things. But she's had that bag since she was four. The rule is no bag, no phone, no phone, no bag. If you go to somebody's house and you got your phone out and you don't have your bag when you get in the car, the phone should be in the bag. Where's the bag? Go get the bag. If you have the bag and there's no phone in it, that's where you put your phone at when you set it down at your friend's house or you do anything. So the phone and the bag go together. So instantly, as soon as she gets in the car, when I go pick her up or do anything, hey, where's your bag? Because it, it triggers in her mind that if she has the bag, she has the phone, and it's just something that I could see, and it's something big enough to where she doesn't lose it. <clears throat> and that has been like the saving grace of how everything works. When she goes to her friend's house and she goes swimming, she puts her phone in her bag, she puts the bag up on the deck, it, and it just makes it easier. So having somewhere where no matter what the kid's wearing, uh, if you have a boy, they usually have pockets, but sometimes kids' clothes don't have pockets or not big enough for the phone. So just get them a bag that they can wear at, at, with activities and it's light and it's small and they can't overstuff it with things, you know, and that they just always have it with them. And that's the key to her never losing her phone. Because some of that responsibility isn't on her, it's on me or her mother to be like, oh, where's your phone? Because at the time she was five or six. Now she's on her own with that. She's 11. She can take care of herself. But get a bag. So after getting the bag and you got the phone, you got the devices, the one rule that I have that is like the biggest rule, no devices in the car. I can't text and drive. I can't use my phone and drive. I shouldn't because I'm worried about my safety, my child's safety. But all the time you spend in a car, which you don't realize how much time you spend in a car unless you live in like a metropolis, don't give that kid a device in the backseat of your car. The kid either gets to listen to the music that I'm playing, which indoctrinates them into my jams at a young age, or it promotes us talking. How was your day? Tell me a story. You know, I could tell them stories. We could talk about stuff. We could play games punch buggy, yellow car, something to keep them active. And when she was really young, I had um, coloring books and picture books in the back seat. And then once she got older and started reading, I had, um, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to forget the guy's name. It's a comic book. It's got the kid and his imaginary friend is the cat. Tony, my buddy's going to kill me. I, I will link it real quick. Anyway, I got her this comic book and it had multiple little comic strips in it. 
and she read those, and then I upgraded her comic books, and then we upgraded to other books that she reads in the car now. And when her friends get in the car and they have devices, I don't even have to say anything. No devices in the car. Leah tells them. She's like, look, there's books to read or whatever in here. I provide them with something to do. Or, again, they could talk to each other, turn the music up. We sing songs. But not letting them zone out while you're in the car is, is important. Again, it's another time for you to have where there's no interruptions, where you can at least talk to your kid and be with your kid or sing with your kid. And, and it's just more personal time that you have with the kid. And, and it breaks up that whole, oh, I'm getting in this car. I'm tuning them out. I'm into this now. No, we're, we're together in this. We have all the time in the world to be watching videos and doing all the other stuff we do, but not in the car. And uh, I fully believe in reading. So giving them something to read is a huge thing you could do for your kids. Some people can't read in the car, whatever. I don't want to hear about that. It is what it is. If you can't, you got to find something else to do. So no car, no uh, devices in the car. What else I got on the list for no devices? No devices before breakfast. If you want to turn on the TV and watch a show, cool, but you're not going to sit on your phone while you're waiting for breakfast or eating breakfast. No devices at dinner. That goes for me too. Side note, I will say, it's just me and my daughter. So I do have like a little small TV in the kitchen and where we're eating, we watch whatever show we're watching while we eat. And that's just what we do because we just consume so much content. But I spend all my other time talking to my kids, so I don't really mind at dinner with it's just us uh, watching the show. But we're not on our phones texting or tweeting or Instagramming or anything like that. Like there's no phones. We just we we're watching a series of shows together. We're binge watching. We gotta binge eat, binge watch, and and that's what we do. But no devices at dinner. And that's it for where we don't have the devices everywhere else is pretty much fair game and if i tell her to turn it off she turns it off um the one thing as far as you know punishment goes the phone is a very useful tool uh a lot of kids will say that's my phone it's not fair i've always let my daughter know that this is not her phone she does not pay the bills i pay the bills uh she does contribute to the bills because every morning she does uh, 10 push-ups and 25 sit-ups. That is her bill that she pays towards her phone because I feel like she should be working for the things that she has. I have to pay the bill every month. She has to do these exercises. Again, she's really athletic. She's into sports. It's something that builds up her strength. It gives her a routine. And again, it shows her that, hey, I have to do this to keep my phone. If she doesn't do her push-ups and sit-ups, then I take her phone for a day. And there's been times where I've taken her phone for two and three days. She doesn't ask for her phone. She doesn't say when she's getting her phone back. She fully understands the rule. Okay, you went two days without push-ups or sit-ups. You go two days without your phone. And it's very simple. It's upfront, And these are the laws of the land. And again, over time, when you build up this understanding and you take the device or, or whatever she understands why she understands how long we don't have to negotiate i don't want to hear any crying it doesn't matter to her you know it, it's just really a good structure that we have and we built up towards that um so as far as the what am i trying to say from that transition her working for her device is something that 
when I was a kid, you know, I told my dad I want a PlayStation. He's like, you got a PlayStation job, you got PlayStation money. And I went out and I got a summer job at 12, cutting grass and stuff. And at the end of the year, I saved up a hundred bucks. And my dad was like, well, how much you got? I had half of it, he paid the other half. But I took care of that PlayStation. So I feel like her doing push-ups and sit-ups and knowing that she has to work and do something for her phone that costs, you know, a ton of money not to be, she's got an iPhone uh, 7 Plus, like, you know, it, it, stuff costs me money. It's not free. So having her work for it is great because it builds structure into that. And going forward, again, it's a reason why when she loses her device, and if I wanted to punish her for something else, I wanted to take her device. She's already got it built into her not to say, this is my phone and this isn't fair. And, you know, she's like, look, I just don't, I won't talk to my friend or whatever for two days. Like, she really gets it. And that is from time and time again talking about it and going through it with her to where she knows that this isn't the end of the world if she doesn't have a phone so but it's just good that she understands how if, how to deal with not having a device um the next thing i want to talk about is her device at night so i used to want to put her phone down in a charging station that's not in her room and I, I read that somewhere and I thought that was a really good idea but she listens to music at night and that's how she falls asleep so I taught her just to be able to put her own playlist on you know I give her a hug and kiss I, I stopped tucking her in a long time ago I stopped going to her room a long time ago I'll talk about that too and, and about separation and having them understand and self-soothe but uh, when she plays her music at night I know she's not on her phone so there's two things. Like if I say, hey, go to bed at 1030, you know, she'll set an alarm on her phone. The phone will beep or YouTube or whatever show she's watching is done. She puts on the music and I can go by her room at night and hear the music. And I don't even really have to stick my head in and know that she's asleep and that the music's playing. Now, could she be on her phone with the music playing? Yeah, but I don't know if you've ever tried it. It's very annoying if you're trying to look at Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. When videos pop up, the music stops and then it pauses and you can't. It, so that in itself is just a way that I know she's not up at night on her phone playing with her device. The music's playing. She's asleep. It's easy peasy. And again, you check on your kid to make sure that that's what they're doing and they're doing what they're supposed to. But uh, she's allowed to have her phone all night long and I haven't had an issue with her staying up late past the time that I tell her again, you luck out having a good kid. Not all kids are going to be responsible like that. But at the same time, if you check them over time, they'll learn what the rules are and hopefully they fall in line because if not, then they'd lose their device. But that's my trick of the trade. I let her listen to music at night, um, which I will also talk about later about how you, trick your kids into liking things that you like and, and having her listen to music at night is part of that indoctrination of her listening to all my old school jams and loving uh, my music and my dad's music because she's got to love the music I grew up on because that connects us and it's nostalgic and I love it. Lastly, uh, I just got Leah an Apple Watch. I got her an Apple Watch Series 3 uh, mostly because of the school shootings. And it still goes as long as the same thing. Watch bag. When you're at your friend's house, you go swimming, you put the watch in the bag. Bag in the watch, watch in the bag. So it, no matter what, if it's not on her wrist, it's in the bag. And that's always where it is. So she's had it for about six months. 
hasn't lost it. There's not a scratch on it. Perfect condition. The kid understands the rules. Uh, I will talk about uh, school safety and my view on that later on. But that was my main reason to get her an Apple Watch and actually even stay with Apple because I was going to switch. But I really, at the age she's at, she wasn't allowed to have phones in school. She's going to middle school now. So they do allow kids to have phones. But there are certain times where they're not allowed to have their phones. The watch, I know she always has her watch on. And I taught her how to use it. She knows that if she presses the button, she can hit SOS. It'll send a message out to me, a message to her mother, and a message to police. So I feel like that's an invaluable thing for my peace of mind when my child's at school and if something goes down in school. Again, uh, we actually go over active shooter scenarios and things like that, which I'll have a whole video on later. But just having her have this watch on at school gives me a lot of peace of mind and it's worth the $10 a month and the price of the watch because it works and it's there and it's on her 24 seven at school. Not that school's 24 seven. You know what I mean? Anywho, I think that I covered everything on devices. Uh, probably be bringing other stuff up later on, but if you have any questions or you have any ideas, is there something you do with your kid? Would you not even give your kid a device? That's the thing I hear all the time. I can't believe. Well, guess what? She's, you know, since she was four, uh, you can go check out her Instagram. You can see how non addicted she is to that. I'll be doing a whole episode on social media also. Uh, but how do you, when you got a phone, how old are you planning your kid to be when you give them a phone? Uh, write me in the comments. Shoot me an email. The email will be in the comments. And uh, like and subscribe. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, and then coming soon, uh, the audio podcast will be available. But if you like those two things, then you will find out when the podcast becomes available on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, all that good stuff. All right. I'm your boy with JJ Stone, a.k.a. O Doctor, and I'm out.